You're listening to Nick Luck Daily. This edition is brought to you by Fitzdares, by the Racehorse Owners Association, and by Thoroughbred Racing Commentary's Global Rankings. Good evening, hello, thank you for listening to episode 84 of the Saturday edition of the Nick Luck Daily Podcast. My name's Charlotte Greenway and it's Friday the 30th of June. In this episode we'll hear from connections with runners in four different countries this weekend, with the highlight being Sunday's Irish Derby, a race I can't believe that Ryan Moore still hasn't won. We'll come to that meeting shortly, but first a look at the action in Britain and it could be a huge day for trainer Deborah Faulkner on Saturday as she sends out the favourite for the Northumberland plate, Golden Rules. Bought from the Tattersall's Horses in Training Sale back in 2021 out of John Gosden's, he had his first start for Deborah in March of this year, having not been seen on a racecourse for nearly two years, but that didn't stop him winning off top weight at Kempton under Asheen Murphy. He's been keeping his powder dry since then, and so Nick caught up with Deborah earlier in the week to see how the horse is and to find out a little bit more about the story behind him. My son um, marked him out as a potential to look at at the sales and then thought he would probably make too much money. But um, he actually bought him for a reasonable amount. And we brought him home and gave him a bit of time off and spent a lot of time with him swimming and settling him down and sort of slowly, very slowly, as you can see by the amount of time he had off, brought him back to race. He's a horse, a bit like last weekend's uh, Gold Cup hero, who's bred by by Anthony Oppenheimer from a a wonderful family, actually family of the the Irish Oaks winner um, Chiquita and an old Fittock stud family back in the day as well. So he's got the he's got the breeding, as you say. You, you picked him up for just six grand uh, in October twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, in all fairness, my son does have a very good eye for a horse. We take we're only a small stable and. You know, we can't afford these sort of horses, so we, we take chances with nicely bred horses that obviously, you know, got issues or need time or, you know, and, and go from there. And luckily, we've hopefully brought him back. Uh, and did he... Did he... I don't know whether he, he's back to the standard that he was, but he didn't prove us wrong when we run him at Kempton. Yes, yeah, certainly at Kempton when Asheen Murphy rode him. He, he looked as though he was every bit as good as he used to be and he was fourth in the Ascot Stakes for the Gosdens as a very lightly raced horse. What did Asheen say? Um, he just said, don't be afraid not to run him again. Uh, you know, run him too soon because we were worried about, obviously, the accidents. And, you know, just keep him fresh and pick your race. We were hopeful. Well, we did put an entry in for him for the... Uh, supreme novice at Cheltenham because we schooled him and he, he jumps like an absolute bunny and he loves it but the ground I don't want to risk him on that sort of ground you know he's a big heavy topped horse so uh, that didn't happen and then we were toying with the idea of running him at Ascot and that didn't happen because it was again good to firm so we decided to go where we're going and you're going to the poly track to Newcastle to this huge race. I mean, for a stable like yours with a six grand purchase, having spent all that time getting the horse to come right, to be in here, single figure price, uh, what's the mood like in the yard? Well, let's just say that uh, 
say, um, you know, if stuff dreams are made of, really, they could be sort of all crash out on the day. But we go in there, and we're very lucky to be going there with a lovely horse, lovely owner. My son's done all the hard work, in all fairness to him. Um, the horse hasn't missed a beat. So I, I would say, you know, fingers crossed, we got as good a chance as any. Ian Williams has a great record in these big staying handicaps and runs two in the plate, which we'll come to. But when he spoke with Tom Stanley this morning, he started by discussing the favourite for the consolation race, the Vars Blow Your Horn, and why he's running the horse and not saving him to try and win the Skybet Sunday Series £100,000 bonus in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that's quite interesting. And I, was, I was actually on the day at... Um Ponky fact that I had in my mind that you know there was certainly wouldn't be running, but because the uh, plate is an early closing entry, um, he actually got in this race off his original mark before he started winning of seventy, and um, runs in the race off a mark of seventy-seven with a seven-pound penalty for winning two races. Um, but that is just one pound higher than what he went off at Ponty at the weekend. Mm. So. My theory being that the um, his opportunity to win his third race at Haydock isn't for another five weeks, um, so we have plenty of time to get him back fresh and well. And um, yeah, it's a decent pot at Newcastle. And um, uh, if he were fortunate enough to win, he probably couldn't win any easier than he did at Pontefract. So the handicapper isn't going to be um, any more severe with him than he probably will be already. You know, my one hesitation is is that um, in the month of June he's had three. This will be his fourth race, um, and they're not easy races. Um, so that's the the one negative to him running at Newcastle tomorrow. It, it seems his progression has come with a return to turf. Is that coincidence? Um, no, I think his I think his progression has come with a return to two miles. Right. Um, he was he he ran a huge race. Um, over to Lingfield on um, on the big days race, and he was only beaten a length and a half that day. And um, you know, Lingfield is certainly a more pace track than uh, Newcastle is, but um, he was beaten a length and a half that day off seventy two in a in a very competitive race, and um, and was unlucky. Um, so yeah, he's been there, but the two miles is probably. The, um, the interesting thing with this horse and the, the further he goes the better he seems to stay OK, two in the plate touch on their chances Yeah, Law of the Sea he's been um, he's been doing very well um, ran, ran a sound race at the Chester Cup ran a sound race at Haydock and ran another sound race at Royal Ascot um, I don't think he'll mind the all-weather at all and he's got a lovely draw we've just gone for a set of cheek pieces just to give Richard some help and hopefully see him just edge out a, a little bit more. That, again, is another very competitive race, uh, but he's in there with a with an each-way shout, that's for sure. And Green Team's one of the outsiders? Yeah, he's, he's quite an interesting horse because we took him to Dubai and he, he got very unlucky out there and he's falling down the handicap um, and he actually runs um, from three pounds wrong in this race, but... It's a valuable pot, and he's more than capable of performing off 87. Um, I just haven't quite got to the bottom of what his trip is, and um, I'm sure he stays two miles, but I could just do with him relaxing a little bit early on, so from his draw, he'll be able to drop in behind and hopefully be a late finisher. 
It's Irish Derby weekend at the Curra, and while that's on Sunday, Saturday's showpiece is the Pretty Polly Stakes for Phillies and Mares over a mile and a quarter. Won last year by Lapetite Coco, trained by Paddy Toomey. This time around, Paddy will be hoping to land the Group 1 with last year's third past the post, Ross Carberry, who was later disqualified for a mix-up by the Clerk of the Scales. She's since been acquired by Lady Bamford and ahead of bidding to win her first Group 1, Paddy spoke to Nick about her chance. Yeah, look, it's, it's a nice race and it comes at a good time. She's obviously started her season uh, in the Monster Oaks two weeks ago, uh, probably very much with an eye on this race. And uh, look, she, she had a well-documented tail of woe with that race last year and it'd be great if she could go back and win it this time. Uh, do you think she can? She's in great form. She's got stronger from four to five. Uh, she was just ready to start there uh, two weeks ago, whatever it was, last Friday week. And uh, she seems to have come forward for it. She had a little breeze yesterday and uh, she seems in great form and we're looking forward to the race on Saturday. It was quite funny. This time last year, we were talking about, you know, you were mixing and matching with trips with her and, you know, she was very versatile and that's what she She kept getting good black type. Is she one of those that might be acquiring more pace as she get stronger or or do you think she's going to end up wanting a bit further than the trip on on Sunday I know I think she'll be okay at a mile and a quarter she she from four to five surprised me and how much bigger and stronger she did get uh we she went after the sales at Newmarket last year she went back to Lady Bamford's farm and had a break and when she came back this season she's she's got stronger and bigger and she's trained very well okay so does that did she actually working better than she did last year yeah, you know, she's not a filly that does a lot, you know, she does. she's not a big flash workhorse, so she just does what she has to do, but she's travelling and she's enjoying it and she seems to really enjoy the process very well this year. Okay, so if she is the squad leader this weekend, who else are you really looking forward to running at the car? We'll run Gunsberg, a two-year-old in the uh, early stud stakes on the Saturday as well. She won it down Royal last uh, last uh, Friday night and she'd been a good fourth on debut for us at the Curra to on Guinea's weekend and we're looking forward to running her. In the Irish Derby at 3.40 on Sunday, there's no doubt that Epsom Derby winner August Rodan will be very hard to beat. And of course, the second King of Steel won't be reopposing as he ran at Ascot last week where he bolted up. But the third, White Birch, and fourth, Spreewell, will. Spreewell's trainer Jessica Harrington held a press day this week and it was there that Dave Keener got her thoughts on his performance at Epsom. Yeah, hopefully Spreewell... You know, he seems to be in great form. He ran a great race in, in, in Epsom, probably a little bit unlucky not to be third. But, uh, look, he's come out of that race really well, and we're looking forward to the Saturday. Uh, we'll know today now what's left in it, but um, I think he'll run a very big race, and I'm delighted that the, the weather is like it is. The ground mightn't be quite as quick as it was in, in, in Epsom, but he did cope with it very well in Epsom and came out of the race really well. And I thought he didn't handle the track at Epsom. He leaned into the camber and he didn't get the clearest of runs. With a clearer run, I'm not saying he would have won, but he would have finished a good bit closer, I would have thought. Yeah, I think that was just unfortunate where he was in the race. Uh, uh, Augusta Rodan came up his outside. He had three fancied horses in front of him and all three of them stopped at the same time at the bottom of the hill and shuffled him backwards, which was unfortunate. 
And from your own point of view, you had a winner at Ascot last week. The amount of goodwill towards you in the industry is quite staggering. It's great when something goes wrong with somebody within the industry, the industry really rallies around everybody. Have you noticed that? Oh, they've been absolutely amazing. You know, and I, I never expected it and the amount of people, you know, well wishes and think I'm good, uh, you know, wanting me to, you know, and I'm delighted that I have got better and everything. And, you know, and I've had nothing but good reports over the last fortnight. And do you understand... Uh, how that registers with people as well? I suppose because I was open about the fact of what I was going through and I hope that in doing that and doing what I did um, made other people realise that, you know, if you keep positive and, and keep on doing the right, the, the, you know, keep on going forward, uh, that you can beat cancer and, and you can come out the other end of it. And you mentioned as well the fact that the horses, they were therapeutic when you were first diagnosed and throughout your, your, your treatment as well. Yeah, they were, they were fantastic because it was the thing, whatever I did, however bad I felt, I always got up and even if I only did one lot, I always went out and saw the horses, even one lot or two lots and then, then when I wasn't feeling great, I, I retired back into the house. But I always got up every morning. And all things going according to plan, with a little drop of rain. What are your aspirations heading into Sunday's race? I would have thought that the, the winner is going to be hard to beat, but nonetheless, yeah. what, are your, what are your thoughts and what are your hopes for Sunday? Well, listen, the winner is going to be very hard to beat. He's obviously a very classy horse. But I hope we might have come on a bit from, from Epsom. You know, he's, he hasn't raced very much. And I think he's a horse that is going to go on improving. He's a strong horse and he's a very laid-back horse, so it's very hard to know here with him how well, he, how well he's working or how much he's come forward because he's very laid back and only ever does as much as he, want, he has to do. Ed Walker sends a couple of horses across the Irish Sea and one across the Channel this weekend. So Tom Stanley put a call in to him this morning to find out what sort of performances he's expecting, starting with the two heading to the Curra. Yeah, busy weekend. Um, two in Ireland, so we've got Miss Roberts uh, heads over um, to the Curra. Tomorrow, well, she's already heading over there now, but she runs in the Group 2 um, Phillies race, and uh, it's a bit of, a, a, bit of a, um, a long shot, but she ran really well on debut at Newmarket, and I just think the very quick round uh, at Doncaster slightly found her out, and that was also a very good race, so she's very well prepared, and if she, if she can get a place, she's worth a lot of money. Um, so we thought, given, given the small field, only seven runners, and uh, quite a few of the opposition ran at Ascot last week. We thought we go there with a fresh horse, and we might might be a good time to take them on. So we'll see how we get on. Was 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 sort of was she your starting point to going for going to Ireland, and, and then your sending came from the dark as well? Was it a case of well, send came from the dark, and what else have we got to go? Are they are they sort of both in in those respective races because you think they've both got equal chances? If you know what I mean. Yeah, in all honesty, yeah, actually, Miss Roberts was was it was obviously an early closing race that one, and um, and I just thought that um, you know they can cut up that race and be small fields. So we put her in that, um, hoping that she'd win a, a, a maiden beforehand, which obviously she hasn't done. Mm. And then came to the dark was a bit of an afterthought, but it, it actually really could be an ideal an ideal spot for him, and it's a valuable race, um, and. Yeah, we just thought, why not have a go? So, um, uh, it'll really suit him, I think, came to the dark. So, and, and he's down to a, a mark. He's well capable of winning off now. So, I'm looking forward to seeing him run. So, I could easily be suckered into backing him again because I have plenty of time. So, what, does he just need them to go really hard and, and get a sort of nice sit through the race? Yeah, I think the sort of stiff nature of, of the five pounds there will really suit him. And, um, 
yeah, the faster the pace, the better, really. Um, and I, I just imagine he'll be he'll be rattling home, he'll be finishing strong, and um, you know he, he, he really deserves a, a, a good pot. To be honest, with you. He's, mm. yeah, he's had all sorts of problems this horse. He's had a couple of wind dogs. He had a, a soft tissue injury in his heart that took a long time to come right. Um, and he's he's a he's a really cool horse. He's a real favourite in the yard, and hopefully he can bag us a big one. And Rose Pricks going to Ireland, in, uh, sorry, try again, France, um, in, a, in a race that um, the, the British trainer's got a pretty good recent record in. Yeah, it looks like a good opportunity for her to get some black type, to be honest with you. She's, she ran really well at York, um, and I think stepping, um, stepping back up to a mile will suit her. Um, she's, she's a pretty, you know, David Ward wants to breathe from these pitties, and, and she's already... Um, a winner at two, and uh, we just feel that getting some black type with her would be more beneficial than, than potentially winning another handicap. And we wouldn't have gone over there if, it, if we didn't think she had a, a, a good chance of being in the three. And, and I think she'll run really well. So um, looking forward to seeing her run. Uh, Sappy goes over there to ride, and she knows her very well. Uh, she's quite a lazy filly, and I really want a jockey that knows her and just won't won't give up on her because she she keeps going. And, and I I don't know, I'm, I'm and for the final interview, we're off to South Africa ahead of probably the biggest race in their calendar. And here's Liz Price with more. I'm at Summerfeld Training Centre in Durban, South Africa, and I've just come across no other than legendary jockey Michael Roberts, who was champion jockey in England in 1992 and who is now a trainer here and who is now aiming to become the fourth person to have ridden and train the winner of the Durban July. So, Michael, you train a horse called See It Again. Tell us a little bit about that horse. Well, he's, um, you know, he's uh, uh, slow maturing. You know, he didn't do much as a two-year-old and he came into his own house as a three-year-old and he's still on the up, I believe. And he's about twice over. He's three parts brother to a horse called Do It Again. Yeah, that won two Julys already. And so, you know, we're all excited, you know, at the moment, he's the uh, best three-year-old in, in, you know, South Africa over a trip. And, you know, he's doing very well. So we're, we're really hopeful. And this is a really important race, isn't it, in the calendar of South Africa yes. racing? Yes, for South Africa, you know, this is our, our Epsom Derby, for instance, you know, or the Melbourne Cup in Australia, you know, uh, it, it's the biggest, it's the most popular. And wherever you go in a country, I think, in a, you know, uh, people will talk about the July, you know, so now it's a Hollywood bet July, but um, it's a very important race, uh, you know, for us, and I think that any jockey or trainer that you speak to, even owners, they'll say, if it's one, pick one race in South Africa we'd like to win, they would say the July. And just tell me, what would it mean to you to win the Durban July? Now, very special, I must say, you know, uh, you know, training is tough, and, you know, you're, you know, you're, uh, you know, we, you know, we're all looking for the, you know, that, that elusive one, and, you know, you know, eventually, I, you know, I've got, you know, I've had quite a few group two and group one, uh, three tra- um, um, winners, and, and so, but, you know, you know, to find, you know, a group one horse of this caliber is special, and, you know, no, and I, it would be, you know, the highlight probably of my training career, you know, and, and, you know, probably, you know, I've all, all my life has been in racing, so, you know, it'll be very special. And so there we are. That's it for this week. Thank you once again for listening. And Nick will be back with you on Monday morning. As usual, enjoy the weekend.
You've been listening to Nick Luck Daily, brought to you in association with Fitzdares, the Racehorse Owners Association, and Thoroughbred Racing Commentary. Mm-hmm.